Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Paychecks Business Series podcast. I'm your host, Gene Marks. I'm a certified public accountant and regular business columnist for a bunch of publications, including Forbes and Entrepreneur and The Hill and Philadelphia Inquirer. But more importantly, I'm a small business owner of a financial and technology management services company. I've teamed up with Paychecks, the leading provider of human resources, payroll, benefits, and insurance services to bring you real-life advice from real-life business owners and industry experts. And in this podcast, I'm going to talk with one business owner about the complexities of running his business and how he's handling the challenges they face. That business owner is Anthony Cristiano, who owns the Anthony Cristiano Salon in downtown Chicago. Anthony, first of all, did I pronounce your name right and the name of your business? Because I'm terrible at that. Oh, yes, you did. Anthony Cristiano. Thank you. Good. I did it well. Okay, that's, uh, that, that sounds good. I'm glad to know that. So it's anthonycristiano.com, A-N-T-H-O-N-Y-C-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-O.com. Anthony, um, tell us a little bit about the salon. Like, what, how, when, did you guys, when did you start it up? And um, tell me, you know, what, what your business is all about. Well, we opened up our business in um, June of 2012, so roughly about eight years ago now. And, um, you know, the business kind of took all my fashion experience and beauty experience and just fused it into one. And we just wanted to create a really beautiful experience for our client. You know, we are uh, in one of the most beautiful uh, buildings in the country where uh, and we've created one of the most gorgeous salons in the country. We sit on top of uh, uh, the Chicago River and it looks like an infinity pool and we're just floating. So. It really, uh, I wanted a luxury experience for our guests. And That's um, great. not that we're reinventing the wheel, we just uh, thought to execute it uh, better than what some of our industry leaders are doing. How many years, uh, what were you doing before you started the salon? Uh, well, I, before I was uh, uh, what you call freelance hairdresser. Uh, eight years prior to it and um, essentially working primarily based out of Los Angeles and traveling from LA, New York to Chicago uh, and, um, and, some, and a lot of uh, work in Paris. So we were working primarily with private clients, celebrity, um, doing photo shoots for editorials for models. Uh, I work quite a bit with Sports Illustrated magazine um, where we've in the last seven issues, I've gotten three of the last covers that you may have seen. Wow, that is very cool. You know, it's um, it's funny because your model. People ask me about starting up a business all the time, and um, and you you did it the exact right way in the sense that you put in years of cutting your teeth and learning your trade, um, you know, and and what to do and what not to do, and then you said, listen, I mean, there's been lots of hair salons in the world. It doesn't mean you can't open another hair salon. It's just you bring your own thoughts and ideas to it. You do it that much better. That's how you start a business. You know, you don't have to come up with something new. You come up with something better, right? Yes, exactly. And I just thought that if I could surround myself around great people and execute things well and create more of an experience for my guests, that we would be successful. Running a hair salon, a luxury hair salon in downtown Chicago with the kind of resume that you have, the clients that you've worked with, the references that you have, I mean, it's, it's great. And, and I know you, you were doing very, very well. Um, and then, of course, a global pandemic happens, which shuts down the world, including the city, and really uh, has a big impact on certain types of businesses. 
and hair salons are, are, you know, is one of those types. What, what happened to you during all this? Well, you know, we put the brakes on. We closed the salon down March 20th. I immediately reached out for advice and, and did my best to surround myself around great people, you know, paychecks uh, being one of them that uh, we reached out to the human resource department and, and I wanted to, my main concern was my staff and getting them as comfortable as possible. We closed the doors um, on that Friday and on Monday they reserved uh, their furlough, uh, they received their furlough packages. Um, and I tell you, the, the government did an amazing job. They received their cards within three days, you know, and um, what made me sleep better at night is that my staff was comfortable and they were paying their bills at home. When you say your staff, a lot of salons have independent contractors. Did you, are your people employees or, or a mix? They are. My, my people are employed by me. Uh, we, are, uh, we have hourly employees, plus we have commission-based employees as well. So they are all employed by us. So your biggest cost is payroll, but what about your other bills? How did you pay them during that period of time? Well, you know, we just had to go through our reserves and our working capital and just kind of manage through it. You know, I, I immediately then reached out to my bookkeeper, uh, who's amazing and who helped me really, and my accountant, um, who they both kind of helped me navigate through the process of it. And then in those uh, close to three months of being closed, you know, we just did our best to remain optimistic through the whole process. Um, I really looked at my brand. I really looked at my space, uh, invested dollars back, um, maybe dollars I, I, I needed to spend, not that I could spend them, you know, and I basically uh, went through every inch of the space. I repainted. I recovered all the chairs. Uh, we redid the wood floors in the front. And, you know, just things about what it's going to be like when we do open, that I'm prepared, and what I needed for all the um, PPP, uh, PPE uh, protection things for my staff and the client. So it was, again, about what I'm going to do when we do get open and how we're going to execute it all. You mentioned reserves. Um, so this, you, was this all out of savings? Yes. I, you know, and it's, it's interesting that you say that. I mean, you had savings and they prepared you for literally a three month closing. Um, how grateful were you that you had the cash on hand? Oh, I mean, very, you know, um, we are, uh, we were in a good place, fortunately for our business. You know, we were able to actually just pay off in April our, our business loan from construction that we loaned out eight years ago. And um, so, you know, obviously you're never prepared for anything like this to happen. And the last thing we wanted to do was to go back in uh, and acquire debt. Sure. Um, but, you know, I really believe in what we're doing. I believe in the staff. And um, I just looked at my wife, who's my business partner, and I just said, this is the time that we're going to have to go back in and reinvest in ourselves and in the business and, and uh, take a leap of faith. Why is it, Anthony, that, I mean, listen, you just said you, you, you did follow your employees, but you continue to pay your operating expenses out of cash. You made investments in your place, upgrading it, getting ready for the reopening. You're purchasing supplies, PPE. 
you paid down your loan as well. This is all going on while you had no business to run, but you, but you had reserves, you had savings to do all of this. Why did you have, why do you have those savings? And yet I talked to so many other business owners that were not in the same situation. Like, what is it about you? What were your, the way that you run your business? Well, you know, what we, what we did, I mean, obviously it wasn't a great deal of savings. We also have, uh, we had a credit line as well in our line of business that we worked off of. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we tried to be as conservative with the business as possible. You know, I mean, in our line of business, we have, uh, you know, there's, um, the bottom line is very small. The margins are, are very small. You know, in the hairdressing community, when you support your staff, roughly at least at a minimum 60% of your dollars coming in is going out to, to staff and rent and utilities and so on, you know. So at the end of the day, if you're you know, running your business at, a say, 12% margins, you know. Uh, so you, you, we just always, always just did our best to save for a rainy day. And uh, I'm fortunate to have my wife uh, in the office just, you know, watching, you know, every penny that's being spent and how we spend it. And um, I think just those little details helped us. What about your customers? Are you concerned that some of them may not come back? I feel the customers will eventually come back, but there's definitely a concern. I mean, we had, uh, we've been open up for just slightly over a month. We opened up June 3rd, uh, 2020. And just being, we had, we had, well, I would say I had over three, I came to work every day and I answered every phone call personally and I booked every appointment personally. So I had close to three months to fill my June but when I start looking at our July, you know, you can see, you know, there's, it's a little concerning as far as how, the, where the business is at, where the city is at, you know, until our customers come back from saying their summer break, their summer vacation, when offices are starting to get filled, you know, because most offices may not open until the end of the year, you know, that's when I feel like we'll get back to, you know, somewhat of a, a norm. Do you think? Do you think the trend towards working from home uh, could have a long-term impact on your business? Most definitely can. You know, because we're, we're relying on business that comes from all over, and you know, a good portion of it is not driving into the city, um, and and I think that's going to affect quite a bit of businesses. Have you thought about what you're going to do to meet that challenge? We are, um, I actually have a meeting tomorrow. You know, we're, I'm actually going to look at a, a bit of PR, uh, start interviewing people to see where we can help get the business out there a bit more so. And so again, another possible reinvestment into it. I, I'm kind of looking at my business as if I'm starting it all over again and just reevaluating um, procedures, protocols, you know, uh, and how we approach things and the message that we're going to put out there. What about your employees? Um, do you, are most of them coming back? Have most of them returned to the business? I, I am so grateful. Uh, we had every employee come back on, on day one when we opened. You know, I was able to, with exception one, only due to uh, one being out on pregnancy leave. Uh, and that one, 
that one employee is due to come back in August. So we're grateful for that. And, um, I, you know, I wanted to, and that was my point of me coming to work every day and showing up every day. And I think I worked harder during the quarantine. Um, you know, I, I, I never stopped working. I was working 10 hour days. Yeah, I hear that from a lot of other business owners. I, I felt the same way myself. Um, we, for some reason, there was just a lot of work to do. And you were wondering why you weren't doing it before. It's almost as if the quarantine gave you the opportunity to take a step back and really reevaluate your entire business and your life. Oh, 100%. I mean, if, if you didn't come out of quarantine more grateful and more appreciative of the things that you have and the people around you, then you, know, you, 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 did, you wasted time there. You know? So it was definitely a time of reflection. And it was also a, a, a time to put it into gear. You know? Uh, I'm I'm a very optimistic guy, and you know, uh, I I really I sweat the small details. You know, I, I don't sweat the big details. I sweat the smaller things, the the things that maybe no one may notice, but they might feel it when they walk in the door. What kind of things do you mean? You know, it's, it is the smaller details, like for example, you know, just redoing the wood floor in the front. It made my clients feel like I I redid a whole new salon. <laughs> the the furniture the furniture all of a sudden look brand new, you know, you know, just little things of that nature, but it's the placement of things, you know, where um, everything goes, everything has a place. There's not clutter. You know, I think that's important, you know, and that's what I did. I just cleaned house. You know, you're, you are an optimistic person um, and you'll be fine. I'm kind of curious during this period, what, did you do to keep yourself optimistic? And even now, like what, just personally, how do you, how do you separate your work and your, and your life? I mean, they're almost one of the same. I mean, I'm kind of a guy that, not that I take it home with me, you know, but the fact is, is that, you know, cause I have, we have three kids that are growing and, you know, I, I do my best to separate the two. Um, but, you know, I open and close every day. Uh, and so does my wife, Antonetta. Um, we are present in the in the now. I mean, we're, we're there were definitely some very overwhelming days, and then you know the next day, I you know it got better. And with each day, you know you hope it gets better. There's just a certain line of uh, uncertainty, and I just think you have to trust your path and believe in yourself and believe in what you're doing. Um, and just work through it, surround yourself around better people than yourself with more knowledge that can help you. You know, um, relationships for me were key in this time. You know, I have a longstanding relationship with uh, uh, my, the banks that I work with. Uh, my bookkeeper helped me get through the process of filling out um, the PPP loan for the SBA. Um, and so she, and I'm grateful. I think our, the administration and our government got the people, the money, and I really feel that it is going to give me my lifeline to get through some of these slower periods. And now with them extending the weeks of that loan and, and, um, we're fingers crossed, we're doing it right. And we, we hope that the majority of it will be forgiven. 
Yeah, I would expect that that would be the case. Well, one final question before we go, since the lockdown has happened, I've had to color my wife's hair twice already. And <laughs> she's threatening that I'm going to have to do it one more time. So any advice? Oh, I mean, you know, <laughs> I would say try to get back to the sun as soon as possible, you know, but <laughs> you know, with, that's, with, the best. that's what I've been telling her. <laughs> is she is she coloring because she's not feeling safe at the moment to go out and expose herself? Right. Well, actually, up until last week in Philadelphia, the uh, you know the salons were all closed. Um, okay, so, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So whether you know whether she feels safe or not is also up in the air. So she said, "We, you know, I may have to do it one more time." And I have to tell you, it's it's not enjoyable for for me to do. It's not, it's not something <laughs> yeah, I do. Well. You realize how essential your hairdresser is. <laughs> I, I do, and I will. <laughs> I'm going to make sure that I pass along the advice from you because out of anyone, you know, that's the advice that she'll absolutely take. Anthony, I want to thank you. Um, for more information about what we discussed today and other coronavirus questions and topics, please visit the Paychecks COVID-19 Help Center. The address is paychecks.com coronavirus resources. I was speaking to Anthony Cristiano, who's the owner of Anthony Cristiano Salon, a luxury salon in downtown Chicago. It's anthonycristiano.com. Anthony, Thanks. Your advice is really worthwhile and helpful and optimistic. And I'm sure you'll be fine and find ways to reinvent yourself. Thank you. Yeah, and hopefully we can we can get you back here to hear how well you're doing. So thanks again. Thanks every thanks everyone for listening and we will see you next time. All the best. I appreciate it. This podcast is property of Paychecks Inc. 2020, all rights reserved.